Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the K-Pop Nerd Podcast, sponsored by Music Mind. We've got some great tracks to discuss today and a special treat at the end of the episode as well, so stay tuned for that. For this eighth episode, we're joined by Ploy, Casey, and Manhattan. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> sponsored by Music Mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, I was, so, I was like, what's the treat at the end? There's a special treat. Um, Are you buying us forth, food? Forthcoming. Uh, no, the treat is that we'll get to hear about KCON from two people who attended KCON just yesterday. It was yesterday. <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, we'll jump right into the first exciting collaboration that we're looking at this week. Yuna got her good friends, Heartfelt, which whom some of you will know as Yen or Yeni, uh, and Cheetah to collaborate on a track with her called Get It. Um, what a cool song. Now, um, I was actually super excited about this song because it's a really interesting combination of artists, and I knew that um, Yuna and Yeni were already friends, but I had no idea they had a connection with Cheetah as well. The song itself was very catchy. I'm surprised that it's not doing better on the charts than it actually is. I feel like part of that might be because Yuna's image up until now was a lot more playful and innocent, and she was always kind of the good girl in her music. And this time, it's the exact opposite of that. It's very femme fatale. It's very girl power. In the music video, you have them poisoning a guy, even though it's a mannequin. It still counts. <laughs> Whatever. And, yeah, it was kind of an extreme switch for her, and a lot of her fans were not really fond of that. It actually led to her um, deleting her Twitter account because of the backlash. From this song? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, her, yeah. she had a huge uh, group of fans kind of uh, turn on her because of the image change. Yeah, we're no stranger to how difficult it can be to balance one's personal image on social media. In this particular case, I do think it's a shame that the artist isn't, or that netizens are essentially sending the message that the artist isn't really free to explore her own desires for concepts and the like. Which is interesting, is isn't it? Because I feel like we always talk about how, like, Fans are always really proud of their idols or their favorite artists when they're able to have a say in the music that they want to do and the concepts and the image that um, that they you know present the world with. And I always feel like that's kind of interesting to hear that particularly that you know her fans weren't receptive to it um, because it's such a huge change. Uh, just because I feel like a lot of times fans kind of use that as bragging rights to a certain degree. That like, oh look, you know, my people can do whatever they want. They have a say in their music, a say in their imagery, and that the company is giving them all this creative freedom. So to hear that by her changing the way the her music, her image had such a bad response, it's kinda sad. Well, she's had that image for quite a while. She had that image since debut. And, I mean, I've been a fan of Yuna's since 2007, but I was totally on board with this collaboration because I like everybody involved. 
and like most recently Cheetah, and I loved her part of the song. I thought it was awesome. I really did enjoy their collaboration. I thought that they all brought a lot of their own personal strengths into the mix, and it made for just a really catchy, really enjoyable song. Right, and I think it's worth mentioning that Yenny actually wrote the song. I think it falls along the lines of um, some songs that she's written previously, like Me In from the Wonderworld album. Oh, such a good song. That was an amazing song. Yeah, it really has been a pleasure watching her mature as a songwriter. This is a bit of a personal anecdote, but hey, I remember when she first started picking up songwriting, um, she would bounce over some demo tracks here and there. Uh, to me, every once in a while, ask for feedback. The thing is, like, I'm not a great songwriter either, um, but <laughs> it was just one of those things where she was just starting out and she was really, like, very meticulous about trying to get as much feedback as possible from people in the industry and just really improve herself, which is always really cool to see. I mean, songwriting is such a personal thing, especially if you're going to perform the song that you wrote yourself. So it's really nice to see artists who are willing to take risks, be vulnerable, and improve on their craft in that way. Really proud of her. So let's talk about some of the comebacks that have happened over the past two weeks or so. Uh, first up, we have Sistar with their mini-album Insane Love. I think the song that I'd like to discuss from here is I Like That. I Like That isn't a typical Sistar summer song that we've been given for the past two years. It's um, more I would relate it to Give It To Me. It's not as cheerful summary, but it still has that Sistar flavor that you like. When it was released, it um, achieved an all-kill, and it hit um, a gen genie and a melon roof. Yeah, I think they obliterated the genie roof. <laughs> <laughs> Dawson got a lot of lines this time, which fans were really excited about. Does she usually not get a lot of lines? The past two comebacks, she's gotten, like, like one section to sing. This time she sang the verses and in part of the choruses, too. So, yeah, she got a lot of screen time, or singing time this time, too. Yeah, I actually like the song a lot this time as well, because I was getting tired of the, the same sound for them. They do that sound very well, but I kind of wanted it to, to feel more fresh this time around. And actually, this song um, managed to reach my sister, who is not a K-pop fan, and she linked it to me. So that was like, <laughs> I was like, how did you find this? That's really cute that she linked it to you. <laughs> she was asking me questions about the group, so I think that's a good sign. It was a pretty solid song, and a solid music video, actually. Yeah, the aesthetics are really interesting. Although the, the music video did not really lend itself to the lyrics, so it was hard to figure out what the song was saying, unless you know Korean. Yeah, I was sitting next to Casey when we were watching it, and I was like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get it. But unless I'm misunderstanding, I like that refers to um, them saying the words like, I wish I had never met you and they like those words the best, <laughs> which is pretty hilarious, in my opinion. I thought it was the guy saying that he likes them. I thought that was just, like, what he was saying. Yeah, I thought, to, he, was saying, like, I thought he was saying, I like that to them. Hmm. Different interpretations, I guess. 
Because I thought that it was in reference to, like, their reply to him saying that. Okay, okay. I can see it that way. I don't know. Sistar fans, weigh in, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to ask uh, people to clarify for us in the comments. I did enjoy the song as well. The video was, for me, a bit confusing. Not in a bad way. Just I had a hard time following it is all. Very well shot. Sultry is a word that comes to mind. It was very sultry. <laughs> yeah, to describe the video. Anyway, I like the song. Um, I think their comeback always signals when summer is coming. I feel like they really are the summer queens. They'll probably end up ruling summer. As always. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is an interesting comment. I feel like there are often a few strong contenders give them a run for their money but as you said you're in you're out they do seem to have a very strong hold on this upcoming season so we'll uh, we'll keep close tabs on that let's check in after Wonder Girls come back Ooh. Ooh, the gauntlet has been thrown <laughs> or Taeyeon gonna, actually might have the song of the summer that's gonna, true I will remain neutral uh, as is my job as a moderator I'm not going to tell you guys who I'm rooting for. I think we anyway. all know. I'm pretty it. sure we know. <laughs> Do you know? I'm a mysterious fellow. I'm a mysterious fellow. Okay. Well, <laughs> on that happy note, let's move on to another collaboration that I really, really liked. It's Taeyeon with Dean. I'm a huge fan of Dean. Um, so this song's Starlight. Let's talk about this. So, um, Starlight is a pre-release track for Taeyeon's second mini-album, Why? And they dropped um, a music video to go along with the track. It was shot in California. Um, I really like the song. It's like coffee house music. Like, there's nothing... I don't particularly... I'm not, like, obsessed with the song, but it's not... It's, like, nice to listen to in the background. And their voices um, mesh really well, I thought. And they sound good together. And they also look good together. They acted like a couple in the music video. And they look cute together. Yeah, I don't think this song uh, really brought anything new to the table, so to speak. But that said, it is a good song, and I did enjoy it. Um, I was actually surprised by how much Dean was in the song, because when you see uh, featuring listed somewhere, you think they'll have maybe, like, a line or two or whatever. But he got a pretty good chunk of the song. Yeah, um, it was more like Dean and Taeyeon, not Yeah, it was Taeyeon like a duet. Dean. Right. And they did sound really good together. I was uh, surprised their tones match really well. The song's also doing really well on the charts. Um, it debuted number one on Melon, and it hit the Melon roof um, at least twice, to my knowledge. And right now, it's number two on the I chart. So it's doing well, as expected of Taeyeon. Any song from Taeyeon, I suppose, though. Yeah, and this is only the pre-release, so the main title track, it, it hasn't even come out yet. No, it comes out tomorrow, so uh, the 27th. Yeah, because... Or 28th. Right now, is it... 28th. Wait. 28th. 28th. It is a Tuesday. Yes. yes. I feel like with Taeyeon and Dean, uh, as long as we're speaking about not necessarily bringing new things to the table. 
the two of them are very known entities at this point. You know what you're going to get from Tan. You know what you're going to get from Dean. And that's absolutely banging vocals from both of them. I am such a huge... I'm such a huge fan of Dean, honestly. He's been on the come-up for a while as a songwriter and a producer, and then one day he just decided to have an amazing voice as well. But he's he's incredibly hot right now. That's why everybody's trying to get him on basically all of their tracks. There is a heated race going on for his signature in terms of representation and management and etc. And people will continue to fight over him because he's a very talented guy. As for Taeyeon, I think... She has an incredible voice. That's been the case since day one. Yeah, I do I do really like the way that their voices mesh together. The two of them both have very strong upper registers, which is a great thing for this type of song. Um, and they both have excellent vocal control as well, so they're able to hit these nice runs without really straining. Yeah, and I feel like that makes for a very, as you said, like comfortable, easy-listening type of song. So for why they said it's going to be a combination of EDM and R&B, so I don't know how you do that, but... (laughs) I guess we'll find out. (laughs) I guess we'll find out, but so far I've liked what I've heard from the teasers, but you never know. It sounds like something... It sounds... Like, I wouldn't expect that sound from Taeyeon. So I'm interested to see how it charts. Also, I heard there's dancing. And Taeyeon <laughs> dance, so I really want to see her dance. Um, there are rumors that there's choreography for this song, so I'm interested to see it since I, she just stood there. I mean, you can't really dance to I anyway, but... <laughs> you could do, like, interpretive dance. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. I have I don't think I've really seen her dance much. Most of their choreographed formations kind of just plant her in the middle and things happen around her while she sings. Uh and I do recall I was fortunate enough to a- attend a Girls Generation concert a couple years ago now. In terms of the audience, I definitely stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, Were you the only guy there? <laughs> a I was, lot of females. <laughs> I, yep, uh, all very, very young, and I was one of just a few guys. So that was delightfully awkward, but I remember for her solo bits during the concert, everybody else was kind of like putting together their own solo stage, and there was a lot of choreography and crazy stage magic going on with lighting and stuff like that. And for Taeyeon, she just put on this gorgeous dress and stood there and sang. And that was all she had to do. Excellent voice, excellent performer. Nobody cared that the only thing she was doing was like standing there and singing because that was enough. It was very impressive. It will be interesting to see if she starts to uh, expand her stage repertoire in terms of dancing and, and the like. So looking forward to it. Didn't they say that there was going to be a dance track? Is it like up and down, the one with, what's her name, Hoyeon? Yeah. Oh, yes. That it was going to be a dance track yep. on there? Yeah, so, so that should um, be interesting. up and down, yeah. So that's interesting. I wonder if she'll, if they'll like perform the song at the concert. I think that'd be cool. I bet they will. I bet they will. 
Okay, well, Tan and Dean, amazing duet, really. <laughs> We're not going to call it a feature, because uh, it's basically a duet. But I think that this was a really smart move on SM's part to release this pre-release. It's not like, I guess it's not really a case where you have an artist who needs any more hype, but this is definitely building up expectations for the album. So, uh, yeah, very excited about that. For the final artist that we'll be discussing for today, Pada has released a song called Amazing. This was a very interesting music video. I know we have some uh, mixed feelings about this. Uh, I, I didn't mind the song, but the music video, um, I have some things to say about it that are not very good. Well, please, <laughs> let's jump right in. It's, it's all just my personal opinion. So nobody take it like to heart, but I I hated the ultra fisheye lens and the selfie stick because it resulted in a very uh, dizzying music video, and I could not really handle it that that well. It was a little bit frustrating, even though I know that the music video was basically just her having fun with her phone. Um, it wasn't like uh, her other song, Flower that had a proper music video. So maybe it's not right for me to complain so much about it, but that's how I feel. Isn't Flower the main title track? Anyway? It is. It is. What are your thoughts, Manhattan? I agree with Casey's feelings on the music video. A lot of spinning. It's just too much spinning. Maybe a little spinning was okay. Um, <laughs> I thought the song was nice, but it's kind of forgettable. Um, I definitely like Flower a lot more. Yeah, me too. That was... Uh, it was more unique, I guess. It sticks in your head better than Amazing does. Yeah, I think we can agree that the fisheye plus selfie stick combo was generally not a good decision. <laughs> I appreciate the... I guess the effort to do something a little off the beaten path, but it ended up, the execution just ended up being a little off, I think. Um, a little. I did find it entertaining that you're still able to see the shadow of the selfie stick in a lot of the, a lot of the shots. Uh, despite see, while you, found it, while you found it entertaining, I found it very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it was good for a laugh for me because it, it just uh, just indicates that they didn't really put too much thought into that part of the process. Maybe it was just a gift to her fans. I don't know what the thought process was behind making the video for Amazing. Maybe it is a fan gift because it kind of looks like one. Well, apparently it's their 20th anniversary, right? Which yeah. is incredible in its own right that she's been in the business for 20 years. I feel like this day and age, just looking at artists, you never really know if they're going to last more than like two or three years, and the fact that she's been in it for 20 is just an incredible feat, I think. I do like Flower. I like it a lot. It was a very cool music video as well. Very I thought cinematic. It was, Sorry, it was pretty, but um, that type of look, it seems to be really popular lately. Um, for music videos, mm -hmm. I'm kind of getting tired of it, um, but that's no fault of hers at all. 
that's sure. just what's what's trending right now. It's kind of like um, Taeyeon has her uh, Y music video teaser right. that is in box format, and that's really popular lately as well, doing the whole 80s, 90s kind of throwback feel. Right. SM has been on this, like, aesthetic for, like, the past, like, five comebacks, I think. Yeah, it seems like they've all had the same general look to them. Even the uh, album designs, the packaging and everything. It's like their That's creative also... director gave up. <laughs> so, Maybe. I, I remember seeing someone posting being like, SM, hire a new, like, graphics designer. <laughs> <laughs> So now for the portion of the episode, the special treat that I promised um, at the beginning of the episode, two of the members of our podcast group here attended KCON New York over the past couple of days, I guess it is, uh, courtesy of Music Mind. So uh, Ploy and Casey, please tell us about your experiences. It was an interesting experience because this was actually my first like K-pop type event that I've ever attended. It was kind of interesting to see, like, the group of people that were at the event, and the way that it was set up was interesting because the convention was outside, and for me as someone who's done events in the past, that (laughs) was, I didn't think that was the greatest thing, considering it was, what, like, 95 degrees both days in the sun? I don't know. It was way too hot to be outside, though. Yeah. But we did get Malona bars, which was great. We did. In terms of the concert, I thought it was really, really... I don't think there was, like, really any issues in terms of getting in. There was a mob, but that was for GA. But in terms of how we got in, it was great, you know, security. Was it it flowed very smoothly. Um, and the concert itself was... Yeah, I was like, we don't need to talk about logistics no. of getting no. into... <laughs> <laughs> People don't care about that. Um, the concert itself was really, really good. Um, the first day, the lineup was Seventeen, Crush, Illy, and then B2B. And then there was a special stage that Seventeen participated in, which was kind of a nod to some of the people that they, like idols that they looked up to, I guess, so to speak. And then Dynamic Duo. And then the second day opened with Mamamoo, and then Eric Nam, and then Day 6, and then a duet between Eric and Ailey, and then it closed with, who was that group? <laughs> uh, it closed with BTS, and yeah. Did I forget someone? You forgot the collaboration stage between Day 6 and Mamamoo. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> the most life-changing collaboration ever. So, but yeah, overall, it was a lot of fun. Um, I personally, I'm not like, I don't follow a lot of these groups other than like the one that I definitely follow are Day6 and Mamamoo. And, but it was one of those things where like, I thought all the music was really, really great. I, there wasn't a song where I just kind of stood there and was like, I didn't enjoy it. So overall, it was an enjoyable experience. For me as well. I had a lot of fun, even though there were some groups where I didn't know any of their songs. And I think that's a testament to K-pop concerts. You can go in without really knowing anything and still enjoy yourself. And we will write about K-Con and our experiences there in more detail uh, later on The Music Mind. That is all the time we have for today. 
thank you everyone who is listening for tuning in once again. And to Ploy, Casey, and Manhattan, thank you guys so much for your time. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. As always, you can find us on the web at kpopnerd.com. That's spelled K-P-O-P-N-E-R-D.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Team KpopNerd to stay up to date on all of our great content. If you'd like to get involved with what we're doing, including but certainly not limited to this podcast, feel free to reach out to me directly. I'm on Twitter at Ian Cho, which is spelled I-A-N-C-H-O-E. And you can always reach out to me via email at ian at kpopnerd.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.